0: As a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Hey, and welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast, an adulting advice podcast production. I'm Dani Sheriff, and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast means to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. Let's dive in. And guys, please remember that I am not a doctor and nothing on this show should be taken as medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician. I'm inviting you to something really special. Like really, really special. But first, let me ask you something. Are you trying to get your period back and constantly asking yourself the same questions, going back and forth on what you should be doing, wishing you had someone around you who understood what the heck HA even is and what is going on? Are you worried that your partner might explode if you say the word HA again with the acronym? You know what I mean? Then this is absolutely going to be for you. It's the HA Society, (laughs) a community for women with HA to lean on each other and gain support and knowledge about HA that's going to help them get their period back. There's a message board. It's kind of like a Facebook group board, you know, weekly community calls where we meet face-to-face and talk and actually connect on issues around HA. We have events with practitioners and experts for you to ask questions to learn about ha and to learn more about it than you could ever learn from just listening to some podcasts and reading some books and we also have early access to the ha podcast episodes so you can be ahead of the game and also and what makes this even more special is that your group coaches ashley smith and myself are available to you for questions and support in the dms along with any of the other members you want to connect with. Because reality is, there's a lot of ladies in there who know just as much as we do. So you get your own coaches for, you know, life. (laughs) You can come in and DM us anytime you have a question. You could check in every single week or every single day. Like, however it works for you as a member of this group, you have all the access you need for your individual Needs. So, this group is different because it's not an open group. It opens once per month so that I can welcome you in and get to know you properly. And when you join, you get the opportunity to actually meet and connect with the other HAs and build those real friendships and, most importantly, not feel alone in all of this. So, join the waitlist today and I will personally invite you to join when the doors open up. So either head to the link in the show notes of this episode or just go to waitlist.thehasociety.com. That's waitlist.thehasociety.com. Or if you would like to read and learn more about the HA Society right now, just head to thehasociety.com. Thehasociety.com. Okay. Yikes, ladies. This is kind of a big topic today. At least I think it is. But it's an interesting one. And in fact, when I first shared my HA story, which you can't listen to on the podcast. It's like, I don't know, episode one. <laughs> you can listen to that or there's a YouTube version of it on YouTube. If you go to youtube.thehasociety.com and you can watch it there. This was one of the very first things that I spoke about that resonated with so many other girls about my story. And kind of kicked off this whole HA vigilante journey that I've been on. And there's the fact that I did not think that I fit the bill to be an quote unquote H A R, to be someone who has hypothalamic amenorrhea I mean I wasn't super lean. I have felt like I had a totally normal BMI. I didn't look as lean as so many of the other girls that I know who are cycling. And I certainly didn't look as lean as the ones who weren't. So it was really confusing time. And I also didn't feel as though I was crazy with my working out. I was only working out six days a week. But I mean, isn't that what everyone does? <laughs> as, a, as paleolithic humans, weren't we always super active? And I realize in retrospect, actually, probably not. We'll probably spend a lot of time hanging around like most animals do. I was not in a calorie deficit all of the time. The books and the doctors and the professionals say that a missing period is mostly only seen in people that are really lean. It's unlikely to happen to someone with a normal BMI like me. I do not look like an HA girl. This was my statement. And this means that I probably don't need to eat more food, right? And my exercise is probably fine, right? This means that I can probably just supplement my way out of HA. So I'm sharing all of this with you today because I know that I'm not alone and I know that I'm not the only one who feels like they don't really fit the description of having hypothalamic amenorrhea. So if you need a little encouragement and confirmation that you are probably on the right track, I am going to do that for you right now. So first of all, it doesn't matter that you don't look like an H8, whoops. Knocked my mic. It doesn't matter that you don't look like an H.A. girl because your body doesn't care about the average number. Your body does not care about the studies and the averages cited in research. You are not an average. And your body does not care that the average woman of your height and lifestyle weighs X amount. Although I do fully understand why you might hold on to that for comfort and guidance, but it actually doesn't care you are a special unique snowflake in the sense that you need to gain whatever your body determines it needs to gain and that is probably about the only thing that makes you special in the case of aj and i know that this can be hard to take on sometimes especially if you're someone who is basing a lot of their recovery from what the books and the studies are telling you, but I assure you that there is more to your story and the intelligence and complexity of your body than what the average girl recovered at at your height, weight, age, and activity level. Quick question. Number two here. Do you resonate with what you hear around you? I know that not all women actually have eating disorders or overtraining or body image issues and that some of you listening actually struggle with an autoimmune disease or gut health issues that got you here but do you resonate with the th- with the theme of food restriction of some kind with the idea of good and bad food or right and wrong behaviors around food or exercise if you have ever had any of those tendencies you don't need to look any particular way to be susceptible to getting HA Because those behaviors are stressful to our bodies, both physically and mentally. And they allow us to feel unsafe. So think of it this way. Your body, your your reproductive system, it starts in the brain. The hypothalamus, it sends a signal to the ovaries to begin the process of ovulation. It's a message from the brain that the brain only sends when the coast is clear enough to do so to discount your mental state and its role in your reproductive health and determine that everything is 100% set on your being underweight is a gross misunderstanding of the complexity of your body. So, if you have a history of stressing a lot and putting your body through lots of rules and restrictions, you had better believe that you look like an H.A. right about now regardless of your body size or whatever else it is that you are basing your belief that an HAR looks like. Okay, number three, using myself as an example. I'm going to go back through my earlier statements about what held me back from feeling like I fit the bill as an aha -er and really committing to the work that I needed to do. The concept of getting your period back is easy, but why is making the commitment so hard? Why does it take so long to get to a point where you're confident enough in the process to go for it? Well, for a lot of reasons, and breaking down those reasons that hold us back is one of my main missions. And that is why I created the 7-Day HA Recovery Commitment Challenge. It's a completely free challenge that is 100% inside of email so you can start your seven days today you don't have to wait for the beginning of this challenge and each day i send you a new challenge complete with action items and mindset shifts to help you work through all of the key issues i see that hold us back from recovery so topics inside of the email challenge include understanding why your period is missing how to build solid, healthy, caloric, dense meals to ensure that you're getting the nutrition that you need. How to get your support network on board with you. Not just letting your friends and family and partner know like what's happening, but actually enrolling them in to help you. Lifestyle factors that could be impacting your ability to recover. And of course, the mindset factors and shifts that you need to make along the way the goal of this challenge is that after seven days you'll be feeling knowledgeable equipped and inspired to do what you really know that you need to do to get your period back so are you ready go to 7 or head to the show notes for the link that's 7 Okay, so I said that I felt I wasn't super lean. I wasn't lean enough. I had this weird story in my head, like I had said in the intro, right? You know, humans are designed to be always active, and this is what we're built to do. And we frequently underwent, um, I don't know, fasting, and we didn't have a constant supply of food. And you know what? First of all, who actually said that we didn't have access to food. These are actually things that a lot of us think are true but are not necessarily true. And if this was such a benefit to us, why did we have the need to create agriculture? And why have why has our you know expected age of living gone up? So it was kind of funny that I really held on to that belief. And additionally, that we were so active. No, every other animal in the animal kingdom actually sleeps a lot and they conserve energy for what they need it for. And their body actually only keeps them awake and moving constantly if food is missing. Otherwise, they're at peace and they just hang out and sleep, why would we be different? So that was just an interesting little like thing that I had in my head that, you know, this is what we're supposed to do as humans. But I actually see now that that was, that's not exactly accurate. And I thought that back then, but now as I look back on photos, I can see the reality. I did have an unrealistic idea of what lean enough was and my goals were set to become as lean as possible this meant that no amount of lean for me was lean enough and the bar i had set for what a lean acceptable body was was just way too high i also had gotten to that weight really quickly within a year and that means that a rapid change happened and that a lot of restriction went down in a short period of time how else can I expect my brain and body to perceive the situation? My other statement, my belief that made me feel like I, the diagnosis of HA didn't belong to me was that I was not crazy working out, you know, <laughs> only once a day, every day for six days. Um, <laughs> six days of working out is a lot, Danny. And I had an active job on my feet in a cafe for seven days a week now why was I working seven days a week you ask because I literally owned that business I owned that cafe so talk about stress on the mind and body what in the world I thought I could get away with working seven days a week training six days and eating low calories to think that I could get away with that is absolutely beyond comprehension for me now but somehow I did that and I was like, I'm not an ha I don't have that. <laughs> and, you know, my other reasoning was I wasn't in a calorie deficit all the time. And as I just said, I was putting my body through a lot. So I probably was in a, de- in a decent deficit. But mainly I felt that I wasn't in a calorie deficit because every weekend or two I would totally binge out. I was so, so hungry. I would eat all of the chips and the guac in my cafe, legit. Like I would close up shop, I would be dying, I'd be so hungry. And I would just go into the ca- the kitchen fridge and eat all of the guacamole and chips. Or I would go alone to a restaurant and order something huge. There's nothing wrong with that, but I would order enough to make myself sick. And I might stop at the store on the way home... Maybe even from that very binge session and buy a family size block of chocolate and eat the whole thing in one sitting in my bedroom. Yeah. And those are not things I do anymore. And I didn't actually have to work a whole lot to break those habits, even though I thought there was no way I could ever be different. So if you th- if you're doing anything even remotely like that and you have the story in your head that this is how I just always will be, I can actually tell you that that's not the case and that that is another sign that you have HA. And each time I would break myself out of my diet and binge, I felt like I was starting from scratch on my diet again. Like I was never really in a deficit and I was losing weight slower now because I was breaking the overall deficit for the week. But the reality is that I was constantly in a deficit and... Breaking out of it for like one day a week due to starvation, I was my body was forcing me out of it because food was at my disposal. I was so obsessed with my overall deficit, you know, being in a weekly, monthly deficit, because that's the science of losing weight. That I was totally ignoring the constant micro deficits I was in on a day-to-day basis. Apparently, one day every week or two in a surplus is supposed to make all of the hunger I dealt with for the rest of the week just go away. Just, it made sense at the time. And it I can see now that it did not. So the moral of the story is that we look a whole lot more like an A.J.R. than we often think that we do. And we're setting way too high of a standard on what someone with a missing period should look like when the reality is that it doesn't take a whole lot to dump our bodies out of homeostasis and to see a decline in our hormone production. Because our body doesn't discriminate. It doesn't care what the world thinks is is telling us that we're supposed to look at. It doesn't say, oh yeah, you know, I see that there's pressure on you to look this certain way, so I'll like give you a break. No, it doesn't care. (laughs) So I just want you to know that If it smells like HA and you think it could be HA and you have just these little tiny things in your mind that are telling you sometimes like, this isn't me. I don't fit the bill. I am special I'm different. I can't recover like this. That's not true. You got this. And the protocol is simple. The mental work is hard, but I give you permission to step in to saying okay this is what I have and just facing it and being ready to deal with it and make some changes now all right guys that was awesome and I hope that you're having a really amazing day and I'll see you next week